Very good, Nisim. Very good. Now you can listen live by calling 712-432-4217. And yeah, um, last week's question. What was last week's question? That, that's what I was going to ask right now. I was going to ask that right now. And Schmelke, you're not here. Just remember that. I'm not here. Okay, good. So, um, Beryl, you can ask the question this week, okay? Okay. Good. Um, so, all right. So, Beryl, let's answer last week's question. Last week's question. What was last week's question? Why was Moshe Rabbeinu's name not mentioned? Right. Moshe Rabbeinu's name was not mentioned. Moshe Rabbeinu's name was not mentioned for uh, various reasons, for two reasons, I believe. Um, and, yeah, the answer, one of the answers is because Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem, very hard on uh, this week's Parsha, actually, Parsha's Kisisa, and some say the Torah is not in the order that it's happening, but, yeah, this week's Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is dominating, and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu says, my name is going to be uh, mentioned, I don't want my name mentioned if the Yidin are going to get destroyed, and as a thing, since he said that, his name was not mentioned last week. And this week's partial question, and this one is a good one, because this one is going to be a very interesting one. Parsha's Kisisa, this week's partial. We learn about the eagle. This is going to talk about the eagle. This question right here is going to talk about the eagle right now. Uh, why did Aaron... Hey, you told me I could read All right, Beryl, go ahead. Why did Aaron ask for the nose rings? The question is again, why did Aaron ask for the nose rings for the woman's jewelry? He asked the men to bring the woman's jewelry. The question is why. You can text it into me, 347-927-3279. And also 327. No, you got the numbers wrong, Barrels. 347-347-927-8398. Oh, come on. That's the J Root Radio text line. Oh, okay. Three four seven nine two seven three two seven nine. Right, very good. Well, now I'm gonna talk about a little bit of a story. Yeah, I love stories. Before we get to the guest. Oh, uh, a Lotion horror question? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So you're working on the Shmer Salashin with your friends and your sister is with you. In another city, so you invite them, of course. Wait a minute, how can you invite your sister if she's living in another city? Well, this is normal. Holy, your sister. Because such a comments, these comments, uh, the question is, well, we want to know, is this considered the Lashon Hara? Well, if you would have to accept the loss on this mitzvah, then you certainly have to accept the loss. So that's the halacha on that. And uh, a little bit of a story. There was once a uh, person, Rav Nachum Zev Ziv, the son of Rav Simcha Zizel, Ziv, the altar of Kelm. And the father-in-law of Rabbi Yehud Dessler, he never viewed himself as a Torah scholar, as a big tzaddik, but as Well, the fact that he spent at least six hours a day toiling over his learning, 
He learned a lot. Yes, then he learned a lot. Gonna smoke, you know. Oh yeah, I guess Shmoki's not here. It's nice and quiet when he's not here, huh? When he and his brother-in-law's Rev. Sri Brody took over the base of Talmud of Kelm in nineteen ten, he used his business to keep the yeshiva running, often paying the shortfalls of his own pocket. Well, his uh, stature among the Torah scholars grew. He became a big, accomplished, dynamic speaker on Musser. At one of these events, he was scheduled to follow another speaker. The first speaker, a respected Tamachacham, delivered a halting, tedious address that left the audience shifting in their seats. He was a Chacham, to be sure, but not a speaker. Well, as Rav Nachum Zev turned to speak near, he rose from his seat, approached one of his dignitaries seated around him, and excused himself from addressing the crowd. Later, his daughter asked, what happened? What happened to cause him? What did he do? Why did he back out? Well, people would compare my speech to the previous one, he said. Mine would have stood out. The other man would have been embarrassed. How could I do that? How could I embarrass someone? You can well, you know. Let's discuss a little bit about this week's parasha. Even though we have a guest, he's sitting right near me, uh, nicely waiting. Who is his name Merrill? No, his name is not Beryl, believe it or not. His name is Yankee. Oh, Yankee, that's funny. Oh, what's so funny about a name Yankee? I remember there used to be games called Yankee. Oh, stop it. Yankee Stadium. Oh, stop that already. Uh, okay, so basically, Parsha's Kisi, so we, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu says, you know, they did such a vera when he came from Shemayim, he said, That was a nice what you just said about Moshe Rabbeinu, I have to ask him forgiveness. Well, it says in this week's parasha that. Yeah. Right. So it says in this week's parasha that Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Shemayim, and he said, You know, you have to destroy this nation. You have to destroy them. They did a vera, you have to destroy them right away. And then, then when uh, Hashem said, fine, I'm going to destroy them, all of a sudden Rosh Rabbeinu said, no, no, how can you destroy them? I mean, he died very hard, and he, uh, his name uh, wasn't mentioned because he uh, davened, uh very hard. He, Hashem even wanted to make Moshe Rabbeinu a new nation, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. You're going to forgive them, and that's final. And uh, six, I believe, was six. Texting or calling, you could call in at uh, 718-683-5858 or text 347-927-8398 if you want to know uh, if you know how many times he dubbed because I'm not so sure about the answer. Anyways, on to my uh, guest, my guest performer. He's not a guest performer, he's just your radio host show. Okay, I'm the radio host.
Yankee Flossberg. Yankee Flossberg, right? Good evening. Yes. Good evening. All right. So, um... Yankee is a, a person who uh, inspires everybody. That's not nice, bro. That's Lush and Hara. That's number one. Number two, though, he does inspire you. You just looked at him and you got inspired. Yeah, Yankee's a very nice guy. I agree with that. Yeah. So Yankee uh, actually came here by... Uh... Don't say how we got here. It's not nice. No, all right. So Yankee, basically, he does his inspiration on... Uh, on uh, line and uh, you can actually sign up to it. It's very interesting, uh, and he also does something else. Uh, Barley, you want to say what it is? No, I will leave it to you. Okay, so Yankee does something very, very interesting. He goes to Brisson. I don't think it's Brisson, right? Did I get it wrong? It starts at Upshurns. It starts at Upshurns. He started Upshurns, and then maybe one day we'll get to weddings. So he goes to Upshurns and he dresses up like different characters. How many characters do you have so far? Um, I have uh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, that's cute. Mickey Mouse. I can do Elmo. Oh, that's very interesting. So how many and more do you have? I can get whatever anybody wants. You anybody just have to put wants. in a request. My son likes, let's say, Bob the Builder. And I'll rent the costume okay. and I'll show up to the birthday party. Uh-huh. So, so uh, let, let's describe. What do we do at, let's say, a party at Upshurns, like when you're getting dressed up? So how, how how do you do it? How how do you uh you know I know you're doing it to liven up the party, but let's uh what describe what it's like, you know. So first of all, you get a call from a parent saying my child is obsessed with Elmo. My my son loves Elmo and and he'll do anything to meet Elmo. Can you please come to my upshare, my son's upshare, and dress up like Elmo. So I'll say sure. I'll I'll call them a price. I'll go get the costume, and when I show up to the party. I'll go into the back and change, and then usually I set it up with the father. The father sets up that he's calling Elmo into the party. Gotta have a, a little game together, and it just lightens up the party. It puts the kids in some uh -huh. So you blow up the balloons. I can bring balloons. You you have. It's very hard to make those. Uh, I would say it's very easy. Yeah. Anyways, we uh, do have. Uh, so, uh, Yankee Flossberg is here, that, as a reminder to everybody who's watching over here. Yankee Flossberg is a uh, person he entertains. And uh, so, these characters, when you go to the show, they make, you make people happy. So, this is a point of your uh, inspiration, right? Right. My, my whole life interest is making people be simcha, making people happy, and. That's what it's all about. Right. So, uh, tell us. You you said uh, about uh, the dressing up. What What is it uh, like to be in a costume? I mean, that's a talent. To be dressed up like Elmo, you talk like him probably also, right? You have to try to get the voice. If you don't want to, you just don't talk. You know, when you go to Disney World, these characters don't talk. They don't talk? They don't talk. They so just make with their hands. But the, hard, the hardest part about being in a costume is it's hot. You have to sit in there sometimes, people want you for two hours, and you just you have to sit in that costume for two hours straight. It's, 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 it's not an easy thing to do. So Nisa Mobile is thinking... Yes, you could. ...in costumes, and I think that's a terrific idea. I think what you could do is you can get a little fan. A little fan. 
There it's called something. ventilation. And ventilation, but you know, if you have those constant, talking about constant permits coming up, and uh, so people do. If you want to talk about your costume, what you're going to dress up in the next few weeks, you could talk about your costume uh, right here on JRU Radio. You could call in 718-683-585 and tell us what you're dressing up as. I know somebody who dressed up like the birds diverse. Get out of here! No way! Yeah, Beryl, I'm serious. And one of them was you. No way! Um, anyways, I know somebody who's going to dress up like a beekeeper. Right. So, anyways, I remember two years ago, I think it was about two years ago, I dressed up Mickey Mouse and hit a Flatbush. People were posting pictures on the internet saying, Mickey Mouse is in Flatbush, um, up to take pictures with me. It was, it was, people were saying, this is Purim now. This is Purim. It, it was the, the, when you come, they say this is it's perm, and the, people were passing by me with their children saying this is Simchas perm. People would stop me to take pictures, and right. it was if, even even the non-Jews they would stop me. Can we take a picture with you? It was it was a night. Huh? So you ever go to the Times Square? That's good. That's good. That that's true. That is good. So, kids, Times Square is a place where yeah, let's just not say what it is. All right, we're not going to say what it is. So, uh, how did you start doing this? That's number one. Number two is, I know you're, well, you just said that the whole thing is inspiration, but, you know, you're going to have to describe more detail. But how did you get into all this? How, how was so, the first time, how it started? So, I'm sure my family can vouch for me that um, whenever they took me to a, an amusement park, yeah. um, there's Sesame Place, there's Disney World, my whole family, we were all excited to go on all the rides, but I was just excited to take the pictures with the characters. There was something about the characters. When you grow up as a child, and you're watching these cartoons, they become role models to you. Role models, huh? They so become... if I watched, let's say, uh, Rabbi uh, the Rosh Hashivas, then, then I'll become I, a I, I would model. really hope that, that if you listen to Rosh Hashivas, <laughs> you could really, you know, be a role model to you. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, right, Pearl, that is very cute. But I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed running after these characters so much that I figured when I grow up, I want to be in a costume like this, making other children feel like you know, I get to see my Kids out there, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I know somebody who once told me he wants to be a tree when he grows up. Stop them, it's not nice! Yeah, that, that isn't nice, that's true. Well, the words of Uncle Maishi, when you grow up, you want to be Tamar Chacham. Yeah, I remember that song, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so... Your first time you started, the, you the, was there like you know like uh, you weren't embarrassed or was I wasn't embarrassed. I start. I put I put an advertisement on the internet, and I figured this is a little bit you know silly. I don't know if I'll get anything for it because I, I haven't seen this in, in the community ever. I put it up, and within two weeks I got a phone call. How much do you charge for an upshare? So said, let's not let's not say the prices. Let's not say the price, right? but I said, wow, like you're interested, and she, and the mother was like, yes, my son loves Mickey. We're making a Mickey Mouse theme party. I mean, we would love you to come for about an hour or two. So you don't do weddings yet? For weddings, I bring my costume sometimes for shtick. shtick. I don't think oh. anybody hires for, for a costume. Right, uh, that, for shtick, like you know, for, for a mitzvah, to, you know, if, if there's a small wedding where people didn't show up. And you're not hired for shows yet, right? No, you don't, can't do shows? I, I would love to. But I don't think they're going to want you, right? You, you never know if a camp or a school wants to put together a little production and have a, a character in there. Because there is a camp thing going on, you know, they have the camp booth uh, in a few months. They're having a camp booth. You go down and in the uh, hall on, uh, over there on uh, Demis Avenue over there. And they, they have a camp, uh, it's called a camp, um, no, I forgot. Camp, I forgot, that's cute. Right. So, uh, going back to this costume, uh, 
you first started and uh, so what, what do they do like let's say you want to Mickey Mouse thingy so you'll walk a motor street Mickey Mouse or you no, no, I'll, I'll put I'll put my costume in a bag big large black garbage bag and the father will sneak me into the house I'll get dressed and he'll figure out oh. some cute way to get me to come into the party kids look under your pillows tonight your father your parents might sneak a quarter to uh, maybe a dollar bill but yeah go you ahead see, what you learn from this is when you think of an idea of what you want to do in life don't stop and think nah you know what forget it. it's not worth it because one of the one of the ways to get success is to fail one of the things to success what is to fail. You ride a bike. Right. Are you going to fall off the bike? That's there was a young boy who went to his grandfather and he said to his grandfather, you're so wealthy, Baruch Hashem, you're so healthy. How did you succeed like this in life so much? So he said, I'll tell you. One word, failure. Failure, right. So he said, failure? He said, yes. The only way to succeed in life is to fail. Unless you fail, you won't learn from your mistakes to be able to correct your mistakes. Mm -hmm. and so how did you start your inspiration? What made you get into that? I guess it's just my personality. I started making videos. People started asking me for more, telling stories, making, vid making videos about Beaker Holland that you can check out on, on, on YouTube. And people just kept asking me for more and more. Give me, give me a little bit of a story. Give me inspiration. And it, I feel good when I see people. All are right. Happy. So let's just say, what's the inspiration that we have tonight? Well, what's tonight on the menu? Already, but it's a story that stays with me, and I love repeating it over and over and over again. So it's the story about, it's, it's a famous story, I think they call it the story about the eyes. That, um... Your camera is too close to the move because of camera. Are you? This? Yeah, yeah, your camera. No, opposite. Further, further. Say that? Yeah, say that, okay. Beautiful. A little bit more. It's not working, okay? Okay, Good. that's it. Call the side yeah, so what we were discussing your inspiration. So uh, we were talking about Nisa Nisim was fixing up the camera over here. Nisa, no, it's, it's not, I, I don't not like shifting my, not the my third camera, day over uh, here. Not my camera, camera of uh, Yankee and a little bit narrow. Uh, it's not wide angle, so it's, it's, it's no, basic. It's not like Nisim, you know, nothing beats your camera. Okay, so you can see also, you can see watch us in uh, J Root Radio, uh, J Root uh, Facebook also. Yeah, that, that's uh, okay. the J Radio line. Anyway, go back to your inspirational uh, story over there. Yeah, that's so inspirational. I told you, stop it, Beryl, please. Oh, so go ahead, continue. So, I've heard this story numerous times. Everyone who delivers it delivers it a different way. So I'll, I'll repeat it the way I the way I remember hearing it. So it's a story about the story is called the eyes. I got three eyes. No, stop it, Beryl. Don't be silly. We're live here. Remember that. So, um... The eyes. The eyes. Correct. So... You know, kids, if you could tell me what eyes have to do with this week's parasha, you could be in a chance to win uh, a Naki radio. And I would say, kids, somebody is annoying you. It's <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Let him talk about the eyes. So, Go ahead. So, a guy, a guy was set up with this girl to get married. 
And the shopkeeper said, you know, let me just tell you that this girl is, you know, she's unfortunately blind. Right. You have to be okay with this. So, from what I remember, they, they met and they decided to get married. And the way they lived their life was whenever they would go to the park, she would be sitting on the bench and he would describe to her how beautiful the trees are, all the kinelach playing in the park, the flowers are blossoming, everything. One day they heard that there was, um, there was a transplant available to have surgery to be able to fix her eyes. And they ran. And they got put onto a waiting list. And they said, when, when it's time for you to, you know, if you're on the list, we'll give you a call. Months went by, years went by, no phone call. Until one day she got a phone call saying, I have good news for you. We're able to give you a transplant. We can come in. We can, we can fix our eyes. Baruch Hashem, come in. So they went in. And, and while they're waiting in the waiting room, she can feel that her husband's nerves are really getting to him. She says, what's going on? What's, what's the problem? I, I, I can feel your energy. I feel you're nervous. Everything is going to be okay. He said, but there's something you really, really have to know. You really have to know. He said, when you get your eyes, you're going to see that I'm blind. I'm blind as well. She said, you're blind? And he said, yes. She said, how come I didn't know about all this? You took me to the park. You took me there. You were describing everything to me. He said, that's what I think a perfect marriage is like. Just be, be together. Make your wife happy no matter what the situation is. So she went in and she got her transplant and she was able to see. When she was able to see, she realized that she's not happy anymore. Not about the other. She's not happy with her relationship. She's not happy with her husband. She's not into it anymore. She's not comfortable anymore. She called her husband from work, and she said, I think the best thing to do is when I come home from work, you should be gone. Take your bags and go. He said, okay, he's not going to fight with her. He's going to take his bags and he's going to run. She comes home, and she sees that all his stuff is gone. And there's a little note on the kitchen table. And on the kitchen table, the note says, I will always love you. You will always be the number one in my life. But please do me one favor. Take care of those gorgeous eyes you were given, because not too long ago they were mine. Oh, wow. So he donated his eyes to his lovely wife. Wow. So uh, We need to use our eyes to see the good in every situation. Whatever situation you're in, whether you're a child, whether oh, you're no. a parent, just to just to see that wherever you are, Hashem is with you. Wow, that was that was unbelievably inspiring and uh, sad at the same time. The, this uh, the just repeated shortcoming of the story. The go this thing of the story that, that this uh, was about this person who gave his eyes over to his uh, spouse, and the spouse uh, never realized until she this uh, told the the other part of the spouse left and uh yeah wow that's such an inspirational story i mean you always have to look at the positive you have to stop and think you know how many times i'm standing by the bus stop and there's a little old man or a little old lady or anybody and they say young man is there a bus coming and you go halfway into the street right and you can see all the way down down maybe even 10 blocks down oh a right. bus is coming and you think to yourself i was able to see that and she wasn't able to see that 
Then you have to remember every morning, you say, Pakeachi Vrem in the brachas. Right. When you see that you're able to see something somebody else can't see, stop and think for a second. Baruch Hashem, I was able to see that. Thank you, Hashem, for the let me say, Ed, 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 Ed Sham thinks that uh, to this, it's, it's many times, many times, it's not only what we see. And unfortunately, you know, in the, the world of uh, deceiving, sometimes you see something and it's nothing. And something you, sometimes you see nothing and it's something. Because our eyes, Kadosh Baruch Hu give us option to see. But our Chachamim said, a new light will see. Right? In new light. Many times, many times, we are judging other people. We are looking at this uh, on, on the negative way. And we don't understand what is what is all about. What to see the good about the other stuff. And this is something so important. So important to see. And we, so we, we gave the mashal that when you go to a, a big city like Manhattan or this, you look at the sky at night and you don't see, you see barely stars. You go to upstate, to the mountain, you see trillion, a, a lot of stars, right? Because the, the really, the, I would say, the, what, oh, you know what, I get, <laughs> the artificial light, the, art, the artificial Sorry. light, it's basically taking us from seeing the truth. And this so many times, we don't see the truth because we have, so many things that around so many distractions. distractions that kill you know just basically taking us the, the real vision and this is very important to see that it seems like this lady that she didn't see what is the behind the, uh, the new eyes until right. somebody told her and uh, i want a very spiritual i'm sorry that i'm taking your time but i'm so i want to tell a very special time i would say the story no 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 i had a story about it's a real a real clip that i saw somebody sent me and a person in a 60 years old uh, person that basically uh is, is he has a birthday and his family everybody's standing outside and he gave him a box a big box and he uh, said, uh, Father, open it. Our father, open it. And he opened one box, and a second box, and a third box, and a fourth box. And then he reached to it, open, and he opened the, the last box, and he saw a pair of glasses. And he took this pair of glasses, and they, they tell me, everybody told him, put it on, put it on. And suddenly put it on, and you see a different person. This person started crying like a baby. And what happened? It was a color blinds. And these glasses basically is as is anti uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's color it's color gla glasses basically that uh, convert his blindness to a color to see the colors. And he suddenly realized the color of the, his wife hair, the color of the flowers, the color of the house. And it's he couldn't he couldn't uh, stop crying. Wow! It's really amazing to see. We are taking for granted that we see with all you know feeling and it, but it's not so simple. Not so simple. Not so simple. Right. Okay. And now we're back on. We're good. Yeah, you go. <laughs> okay. Now to take your frown because you said that was a little bit of a sad story and just to to, to make it a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, a smile. Simple. Yes, it's, it is other. Yes. I'll do another small short story. Which teaches you that when you when you hear the negative, you'll do the positive. 
But now I hear negative, I'll do positive? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. You'll, you'll see what I mean. So there was a... This is sort of like the magic trick. Sort of a magic trick. So there was a, there was a, a yid who had a very bad heart condition. And he had a heart attack, and he was in the hospital. And he was very depressed. Why? His daughter was getting married the next day. And he wants to be at the chasana. He put together the chasana for a long time. He can't miss the chasana. So they spoke to the doctors, and they spoke to the nurses, and they worked out that they brought him on a big wheelchair connected to different machines so that he can be there for his daughter's chasana. Wow, that's unbelievable. So... He was at the chuppah, smorgasbord, everything was fine, he was relaxed. And then all of a sudden, the music starts, and they're ready to call him the chasen and the kala. He went ahead, and he pulled out all his wires, and he got in the middle of the dance floor, ready to dance like, like no tomorrow. Just dancing, and dancing, and dancing. So a few people saw this, and a few people said, This guy is Meshuggah. This guy just had a heart attack. That is right, yeah. He, he can't, they were, they were talking to each other, they were trying to say, Rabbi Yitz, sit down, sit down, you, okay, you, you know, you're fine, you, you can't dance now. He went and listened, he was just going, he was doing flips and tumble sauces, and he, he looked like he was strong already. They didn't know what to do. They didn't want him to have another heart attack on the dance floor. So there was a big rub there, and they went to the rub and they said, we need help. We have to get him to sit back down. He's going he's gonna to and Khalila have a heart attack again. So the rub thought for a second. And he said, no problem, I'll take care of it. The rub goes in the middle of the dance floor, and he whispers something into the guy's ear. And within two seconds, he runs back and sits out of the wheelchair. So everybody was thinking, he definitely didn't tell him that he's going to have a heart attack, because we did. So what did he tell him to get him to sit down? They, went, they go over to the rub, and they say to the rub, they took him to the corner, and they said to the rub, can you share your secret? How did you get him to sit down? He said, that was very simple. I just told him that he has a hole in his pants. <laughs> and he yeah, said, that's oh. cute. Wow, so he sat down because he had a hole in his pants, but everybody but thought he, that, yeah. Yeah. All right, so do you, by the way, go with the costumes, let's say, to the hospitals and stuff, or? I'd like to, yes. So I'd like to start making my way down. As I, as I said, uh, this organization. Last week I had this organization, wonderful organization. I'm actually speaking to Yankee Flosberg. He does do uh, dressing up. And I actually had this organization last week. The name is Giggle. G-I-G-L. Uh, giving inspiration, giving the gift of life. And they were here last week. And they actually do go to hospitals. But yeah, so what do you? what is the feeling uh, you get when you go to a party or when you go, let's say, a Purim Suda, you go to Purim Sudas, I'm sure, with the costume, if right? I, if I get a phone call, but usually Purim Suda is usually family. more quiet. Okay. So, when you go to these uh, places, what's the feeling you get? To see these kids lighten up the room and smile and just run over to you and you feel that you're their role model, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. And to see the parents thanking you so much that my kids weren't bored just running around, that you came and you entertained them. It's an amazing feeling inside, just an amazing So feeling. these, uh, you say these little, little uh, things, uh, dressing up and going to parties, and, uh, makes... It feels good. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and uh, your, your uh, uh, thing, uh, by going to parties, you, uh, and uh, making the kids happy. 
So what's the after you leave? How, how do you think? What what do you feel like you? Uh, I feel like I accomplished. I feel like I go back to when I decided to do this, and I say to myself, "Can you imagine?" This is me talking to myself. Can you imagine if I didn't buy that costume? And I just said to myself, this is silly, where do you see this? Where do you see people hiring this man to come? Maybe in the Kaishimo. I thank Hashem every day for giving me the safe to do this, because it's Baruch Hashem giving me Parnasa, and it's making all the children happy. You don't have to go to Disney World to see Mickey, you can hire me. <laughs> right. So you can definitely hire you. Hire me to have dinner in your house. So how many, let's talk about how many years. Let's, uh, you know, we've talked about when you first started, now let's talk about when you started. How many years ago? I bought the costume about four years ago. I started dressing up as Mickey Mouse and Purim so I can get pictures to advertise it. And then when I saw everyone in the street running over to me, practically lining up to take a picture, I remember I was walking with my sister to deliver Shalakmanis. And we had to stop on every block. People in their house, can you, let me look at my camera, take a picture with my kids, let me get my camera. And I said to myself, this is something. If I make myself a business out of this, who knows? Right, that's funny because I like it every time when I'm on the street, nobody takes a picture and they stay away from me. Lisa, <laughs> what do you say? Huh? Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a few months and some people stop you know, on the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, anyway, so you started how many years ago, you said? About three, four years ago. Three, four years ago doing this. this it's unbelievable. So we're speaking to uh, Yankee Flossberg. And if you want to have Yankee over by your uh, party, by your uh, little bit of a birthday party. And if you want me on a Monday night for dinner, you can, you can have Mickey Mouse eat dinner with him, no problem. Yeah, you can have <laughs> Mickey Mouse for dinner. How do you like that? I don't like mouse for dinner. They don't taste good. Well, you're not going to eat the mouse. Come on. But don't forget, we have other characters as well. You can ask me to bring Elmo, I can bring Big Bird, whatever you want. You have Big Bird? I, can, I, I, I work together that's with, uh, with, with uh, an individual who gets me the costume, so I can, you know, just give wow, me... Wow, that's a, interesting. Yeah, give me a few, few weeks notice and I'll arrange it. Wow, that's... So, what, what, what do they got to do to, uh, let's say they want to reach you to uh, come down for a party? Well, what do they so, got to do? So, you can call me at my, on my cell phone. Which is, uh, I hope that you're gonna. How many calls are you gonna get after this? Yes, <laughs> Hashem. You can call yeah. myself at nine one seven six eight zero seven four eight three. That's nine one seven six eight zero seven four eight three seven four eight three to reach Yankee on his cell phone for uh, 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 for events uh, for a. Uh, and even just, uh, let's say you want to do a nice surprise party for your child or for your the bubby, Zaydi, grandpa, grandpa, grand... I said grandpa. Hey, I said grandpa. You can't fight with me. Anyways, so back to the inspiration. Let me ask you What's something. What's your other uh, thing? Let me ask you Go something. Go ahead, Lisa. Uh, what, uh, let's say that somebody wants to add uh, other uh, figure, you know, like... Uh, like a different character? Yeah, different character. So you have to call me a, a, a good amount of time before the before the party. Tell me who you want, and I'll get them. Okay, because we also have a lot of uh, role models like uh, Moshe Rabenu, Aaron, <laughs> you know, Yosef Fatzadik. This is something that you have to, uh, you know. Uh, maybe it's a good idea, no? Go to the perm store, yeah, get yeah, a beer. It's a, it's a terrific idea. You know? No, no, I'm not talking pouring. Pouring is pouring. Pouring is pouring. Pouring, pouring, but uh, pouring let's say that's, on our hands yeah, and we our want, feet We want there. to inspire a, a, a boy, uh, <laughs> six years old, as a birthday party. 
to give him a little bit Yiddishkeit uh, figure and uh, bring yourself uh, from the, you know, from a custom of a prisoner to a custom of a, a king. I'm sure we can arrange yeah. that. You can arrange all different customs. I'm sure we can. Did, did, uh. you, did you see around Parshish Noach time he had Noach on his table? Noach on his table, yeah. Right, he sure. had this guy dressed up as Noach. The, that? Don't tell me that was you! That was me, but he, oh. came, he came to my son's school and oh. just to see the pictures of it was beautiful. But just to add, for my, for my, um, for my um, organization, you can also go on to Facebook and check out characters at your Simcha Bayanki. Characters at your Simcha Bayanki. Okay. And you can see information and pictures from Simchas that I did. So this is your this is your second thing you do. You said you had a third thing? Yeah, so I'm, I'm right now currently, well, I haven't been getting success with it much for a long time, but I play keyboard. So, Yanki over here, if you want to hire him, you're an expert, you're, you're an expert in keyboard playing. You're Hashem, yes. So Yanki Flossberg is available for your next Simcha. You can reach him by calling 917. Go ahead. 680-7483. So whoever is listening and you know and you can mention JRU Radio, you'll get Yanki to give you a discount. You just mentioned uh JRU Radio and you heard it on JRU and he you mentioned Jeru Radio. I'll play keyboard, wearing the Mickey outfit, and I'll give an inspirational book. Well, you look at that, that's unbelievable. I mean, what could be better than all three things at once? So, the, well, how long ago did you get started on this keyboard thing? Uh, I've been taking piano lessons since I was bar mitzvah, basically, maybe even before. Wow, so you started as, let's say, 13-year-old. Something like that, yeah. Wow, so you never played by events yet? or I played by some, but... Right now, the competition is, you know, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I, I, I always ask every singer, every person who comes here, what did you feel like? Like, let's say you made a mistake in the music. So, what's the feeling you get? Like, are you nervous or what? My hands shake a little bit, but nobody will realize it. Nobody realize Nobody. People are just listening to the beat of the music, and they're totally into the dancing. If you press an F key instead of a G key, no one's going to notice. So, kids out there, if you make a... A mistake. You, you can always correct a mistake. This is what we learned from, uh, from, uh, I always ask this on the singers, and uh, so you do singing as well, right? Is that correct? You do? I'm do learning singing. how to. So, Yankee is currently learning how to sing, but yeah, you can hire him as a one-man band, and he can arrange some excellent singers. He hands up his sleeve some excellent singers. I hope he doesn't have any singers up his sleeve. No, he doesn't have it up his sleeve right now. He can arrange it. Anyways, I never so, give up. Just like all the little kinderlach that are listening. So talk it back down to the costume. So you said you have Big Bird and Elmo and I can get anybody basically. Basically, or any Cookie so, Monster, um, Bob the Builder, um, this new character Peppa Piggy. Peppa Piggy, that's cute. So yeah. you could do any costumes. Like let's say somebody wanted you like Scooby Doo and that, like right? Yeah. Scooby Doo, they have to, but they have to give me at least before the party two weeks notice. Two weeks notice. Huh? I get it. Yeah. Wow, that's that's that's. I get the costume. It's really nice. So how many parties, let's say you've been to, estimate? A lot. <laughs> A lot. Huh? So and the kids that they they you you see they they, they like right? They love it. So kids out there, all you need to do. Well, let's say you're visiting your grandma or your grandpa. All you need to do is just, uh, you know, come uh, and appear with a costume. No, don't appear with a costume. Your grandpa's going to have a heart attack. Who says? Me. Right. Okay. 
The um, two popular costumes are Elmo and Nikki right now. People Elmo love Elmo and Nikki. Nikki. That's, that's the hottest kids thing grow up. in style. Huh? That's the hottest thing in style right kids now. Kids grow up, the first person they usually learn is Elmo. It's Elmo? usually the first thing they show the kids. Okay, I'm not going to do that now. Um, Elmo's very special. Right, yes. Okay, so uh, we're talking about uh, what we're going to talk about now. Yeah, Nisa, man, help me out here. So, wait, so let me just say again, so between all my successes, Baruch Hashem, of course I had failure, but I got back up. So all the little kiddos out there listening, if you're learning how to ride a bike and you fall, yeah. don't get up, put the bike away and go back in the house. Get back on the bike, put uh -huh. on a band-aid, put the helmet back on and keep riding. Right, so you, you say that uh, you can make a mistake, right? Mistakes don't really hurt. Mistakes... People live every day, there's mistakes happening every single day, but you correct it. And if you correct it, you have success. Right. If you quit after that first failure, you're going. So you're a failure. <laughs> you don't want to fail. Right. You want to succeed. You want to connect the fail to success. Uh-huh. Wow, that's unbelievable. Wow. Inspirational Yankee does it again. So what, what caused you... How many years ago did you start your inspiration? Almost the same time as, but I, I opened up a group about three years ago, three and a half years ago. So, I, do you give like a share? Do you give like a speech? Or I made videos. Give... I made one video that I put on the internet about giving everybody a smile. You see somebody in the street, give them a smile. And people loved it. So I opened up a group, Inspirational Yankee. I started posting every night a little bit of, a little bit of inspiration. People asking me for videos about different topics. Mm -hmm. So I usually uh, listen to my audience. So, what's the feeling that you get after people uh, give if you If somebody that? messages me and says to me, I just watched your video and I really needed to hear that today. Thank you. You really needed to it gives hear me, the... It gives me mm -hmm. the goosebumps that somebody is feeling better because of that video. I was put so on All you earth. need to do, you say, is uh, to inspire somebody is a smile. No, that's one video that I made that if you see somebody in the street, you know, whenever you're walking on Avenue J, for example, you're always passing each other, people see you, you smile. Smile. Every every now and then somebody needs a smile. You don't know who it is. Right. Everybody All right. Can use a smile. Now with that and hand Nisa, uh, you there's a smile from uh, Schleimi Gertner. The smile. Yeah, you there's uh, from Schleimi Gertner. Uh, let me just find you. Right. Uh, anyways, we didn't we didn't give uh, Nisa some time to look. I never tell him anything. We never arrange anything. It's like Nisa is like a magician over here. Nisa is great. Now, Nisim is behind the cameras. You don't see him. And, uh, you know, Nisim really is the one who controls the radio over here. It tells me what to say. Should I go to close the mic? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, he controls basically what I say. Like, if he doesn't, let's say I would say something wrong. You say something wrong? Yes, I, I say sometimes wrong, wrong things, and I do feel embarrassed sometimes. And uh, sometimes I would say something that, uh, you know, uh, right now, let's say I wouldn't know what to talk about. I would have to think. And, you know, Kindleach, me, me doing this show, I remember two years ago, a year ago even, that Rabbi Borstein was sitting here, and I was saying to myself, no way am I ever going to do this show because I will never be able to do it. And look at me now, kids. I am the one doing the show. And... It's kind of really interesting to do a show, and I feel uh, feel a little strange doing a show. I mean, you know, sometimes it is uh, it feels a little lonely, and uh, sometimes it uh, it's fun. But then going back to Yankee Inspiration Line over here, uh, going back to Yankee Inspiration over here, uh, um, 
So what is, what's another inspiring thing that you can say, let's say, about somebody so, working hard? Well, again, you can tie the same thing. Somebody's working very hard because they want to succeed in something. There's no, no, there's no such thing as an easy job. It doesn't exist. So let's say, uh, right, let's say I'm a child. I know you know about children, of course. I'm, I uh, go to a lot of parties. So let's say I'm a child, and I couldn't say, uh, you know, like, I could call you up. Now, is there ever a time, like, you'll say, okay, um, you know, I, like, uh, let's say at the last minute, I'll say, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm canceling. Would you, would you, is that, like, a, depends what it is. What so, are we talking about over here? so, sometimes kids in life, you know, sometimes you don't get everything you want. Sometimes, you know, kids, sometimes you wish for something. And, and I'll, have, I'll give you my thought when we're done with the song. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Nissan play the music, and here is Schleimy Gertner smile. with the Smile song. Oh. They can't hear us. Yeah, they can't hear me. Okay, too much talking. Every time you mention something, it connects almost away from it. Hmm? Every time you mention something, it gives me another idea of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right. put the picture all over the place. Okay. You think you're about to become famous? I want to tell you, you're talking about something. I was, I'm going to, I'm going to places. Oh, Nisim, you must take, I must take a picture of you. I must take a picture of you. My wife wants to see you. Would you, would you? I had one time in a wedding. I was sitting over there at a wedding. Yeah. And I had two guys. Sorry, Nisim, I'm trying to do two things at once. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a guy, I had a guy, two guys, Hasidic guy, start complaining about the food, the Sephardic food. You know, it was Sephardic Yeah, yeah, okay. So I, I, I make some myself, I don't understand, you know, they're talking in there. And I, in the end, I, I got to say, what's wrong with the Sephardic uh, food? It's the best food. And the fit the fish is better. So they were shocked. And then somebody was at me, one second, one second. Your voice, I know, I recognize your voice. I said, what is this? Oh, do you understand? My wife, no, my wife will kill me if I don't have the picture with you. Anything. <laughs> it was so funny. But, uh, but you know, going to the places, sometimes it's crazy. You're famous people, right? Yeah, famous people, yeah. yeah. Trying to, to do the job. Oh, you, you walk home? I walk here. Yeah, wow. Well, it's a nice walk. Beautiful. The best thing to do before you go to sleep is walk. Yeah. Walk. It's the healthiest thing to do before you go to sleep. Lisa, uh, Lisa takes out the L and puts in the R. Walk. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, you're here to 10.30 tonight. I have, and I have to go to a, after this to an to engagement party. Engagement party. Yeah, maybe bring him along. He'll bring along costumes and stuff. <laughs> Wait, so Nissim, yeah. if I put the video on my laptop, you said people can watch it? Yes. 
but you use it as a mirror, as, as a you, you screen, you have you are broadcast now to the Facebook. So I'll, I'll go off it and I'll go back to Okay. Okay. Okay, ready? Two. Two. Smile. All right. That was Lady Gertner, everybody. Um, we do not have too much time left. We only have 10 more minutes. And yeah, we were just about to ask Yankees for something inspiring to say. Go ahead. Another inspiring thought. You mentioned before kids never get exactly what they want. Right. So there was a father that wanted to um, trick his child. Uh -huh. Prank. I don't know if I would say prank, but he wanted Not to prank. trick his child. All right. So, you know, his birthday was coming up. And his father kept saying, what do you want for your birthday? So he said, I want a sports car. Sports car, okay. So his father said, okay. Now when the father says, okay, it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting it. Right. So he went to his friends and, I'm getting a sports car. I told my father, I want a sports car for my birthday. And he said, okay. He didn't realize that okay means okay, that's what you want. That's not what you're going to get. So his birthday came. And he was just sitting there getting presents, and he just couldn't wait until his father tells him, let's go to the backyard, I got your gift back there. Wow. So, his father says, all right, I'm ready to give you my gift. Mm -hmm. And he gives his son a big box. Okay. And he says, don't tell me there's a sports car in there, because the sports car don't fit in that box. He says, just open it. He opens it, and there's a set of shots. Wow. He was very upset, because... He was telling all his friends he's getting a sports car and his friends were getting other friends to be friends with him and he was going to be the life of the party. And all his friends were like, oh, you're not getting a sports car. I'm not friends with you anymore. You, you lied to us. So he said to his father, he said to his father, I'm not talking to you anymore. I can't talk to you anymore. I'm very upset with you right now. So he moved out. He got his own apartment over a sports car. And he said, I'm not talking to you anymore. Years went by, he still didn't talk to his father. Okay. And his father got sick, unfortunately. And he got a phone call from his mother that his father was Nefter. Sorry. And the Leviah came, and he was lost for words, he didn't speak. And he said to himself, what can I do? What am I supposed to do with myself now? He called his Rav, and the Rav said, if you really, really want to honor your father's memory, take a look at the gift he gave you. Look at the shots. He never opened it yet. Oh, wow. So he went back home to his mother's house. And how many years later is this? Uh, the, this, this, this is after Leviah. This is after how many years though did uh, it he, take place? As soon as, oh, out from the, the story? About 10 years ago. And about 10 years from then? Yeah. Wow. He um, went down to his mother's basement and he saw the boxes all dusty. And he reached his hand into the box, and he took out the first volume of the Gemara. And he was learning, and as soon as he turned to open up the first Amr, there was a set of keys. <laughs> and there was a note telling him where the car is. Oh, so he got the car, but he had to open up the Shasta. He had to first <laughs> open up the Shasta. Wow. Kids who are watching, this is unbelievable. Kids who are listening to this story this is an unbelievable story just to recap the story because we don't have so much time that the the story is about this person he uh he um uh, this uh, person uh, came to the son 
and he instead of asking instead of buying to someone he wanted he really bought to someone he wanted but he also did a little bit of a trick in it he put a shas shas Gamora, and he had a shas Gamora, and he had a uh, keys in the Gamora that the son didn't even know and had the son just opened up that Gamora he would have had his sports car wow that's unbelievable, and that was very inspiring indeed. They say good um, things come to those who wait. Yeah. So tell us, I know inspiration, there, there's so much inspiration that we can learn from this week's parasha. Can you tie in some inspirationing thoughts from this week's parasha to... Well, what would you say is one of the biggest events that happened in Russia? This week's parasha, we learned about the ego. Right. And? And we learned about Tshuva. Right. Tshuva is... Chuva, chuva is good. Right, and why do you have to do chuva? Because it's, uh... Oh no, I'm being grilled over here. <laughs> I'm being grilled. You have to give me Nisa, some help me out! You have to give me some material. Nisa, Nisa wants to tell me he, why you need to do chuva. What type of question is that? Of course, you got to do chuva because you don't know the last day of your... Uh, last day of your life is. Um, uh, so no, why we need to do chuva? Chuva, anytime somebody makes a mistake and says I'm sorry, it gives you the pleasure, it gives you uh, inspiration that, you know, at least somebody's saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, it's like somebody walking across the street and bumping into you, and you saying, uh, ouch, and the guy just, who cares? But if the guy would turn back and say, oh, pardon me, sir, I didn't realize you were there, and, uh, you know, then you would feel much better. So, yes, so, right, tshuva basically is in the, uh, is, Inspiration, and you're when you do chuva, you're uh, saying, "Really, I'm sorry." Now, do you feel that if something happens between you and another chaver, another friend, it's okay? I have Tilly Irving kept with the call. Well, what's the difference between calling him? Something happens between the two of you on Monday. Should you call him Tuesday morning or wait till Irving? Right. So, him? so what? What do you? What's the message that you're trying to? Because you know. Because you know. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to ask him for forgiveness because it's too fresh. He's not going to forgive me. Uh, but if I wait till Irvin Kipper, he's going to have to forgive me because it would be in a very fail not to forgive me in Irvin Kipper. Right? Yeah, I hear you. So should you wait to ask for forgiveness? So or should you ask we, for forgiveness? We should right do away? it right away. Right away. Right away. Yeah. Because you want to start Yom Kipper on a fresh, on a fresh, uh, what a fresh year. Like you should come to Yom Kipper. You still have to ask him for forgiveness. I know I said I'm sorry to you two months ago, but I'm sorry again, right? Right, and I, you know, that's uh, interesting. We're going to talk about that uh, maybe uh, about... That's, a, uh, that's, a topic, for... that's topic by itself. Uh, right, it's, it's a long about, topic you know, and we can't get into it. Anyways, uh, it's right now 7.57 and we are going to get ready over here to uh, close up the shop. Uh, what do you say, Nisa, no? We have, yeah, what we have? Well, we have two uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Um, uh, let me just tell you something about tshuva, okay? But if you want a tshuva, you open up a gemara, there's the question and the tshuva. And the keys to the sports car. Do you know, so, you, know, you know what Amalek did? Did I know? I'm sorry? Amalek. Amalek, they came over to you and they said, right after Matatari, they said, you know what? I'm gonna get them! <laughs> and what they took, they took basically, they took the Vav and K from the, uh, the, the Shem Hashem, right? Yeah. And that's what Lo Al Kes yes? Okay. And what it means that the Kiseh, the church, that Kadosh Baruch Hu, it's missing the Aleph, and the Shem Hashem missing the Vav and A. No. Correct? 
That's terrible. So now the tshuva is basically to bring back the vav and the eight. And you look, you look the word tshuva. Mm -hmm. You look the word tshuva as you oh. see this tav shim bet. Okay, the tashiv at the vav a. Bring back the vav a. By doing tshuva, we are bringing and we are feeling the shem hashem full. And by shem hashem full, we are basically fulfilled the kisef. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is uh, no, uh, it's not for this topic. But right, yeah, you're gonna speak about okay. that on Sunday, right? <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, Lisa, uh, let's talk about right now because people ask me, they don't know about the Friday show. So tell me, well, what's the, the Friday show? Is what time is the Friday show? Okay, and uh, what well, to talk about the DJK, DJ Kobe, DJ Kobe yes. is basically, I think it will start um, uh, tomorrow before 1 30, 1 30 to 3 to 3 o'clock, 3.30, depends how we do it. This is the time that you were studying, and tonight we have... And you uh, can give song requests at that time, uh, and shout-outs, and yes. anything you want. And uh, over here at this show, we're also inviting old children, and, uh, you know, if, especially children from uh, Camp Simcha, High Lifeline, for those kids out there. And, uh, you, oh, I didn't say my Tehillim list. Please be misspelled for Alexander Zisha, ben, uh, Alexander Zisha, Ben Eliza. Uh, and uh, this week's question was remember the question? This week's question was about the eagle, and yes, this week's parsha is about the eagle and the, the eagle that Arna kind of asked for a woman's nose rings. And if you can tell me the answer at 347 927 3279, this is the Kishorni Hour. Have a great job, everybody, followed by me, Rev. Fischl don't go away because DJ Simcha with Kobe.